You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After The Jack. I'm your host, Tyler Ma, here in the studio with, to my left, Ash Williamson. Ash, welcome back. Good afternoon, Tyler. Good afternoon, listeners. Yes, uh, great to have Bowles back in the region for 2021. Certainly is. Uh, Brian Nisbet also in studio. Brian, nice to see you found it, mate. Uh, a little bit late this evening. Yeah, I was trying to print out some results from um, from the state championships, but um, I'd used up all my uh, cartridge printing stuff for my daughter. So, yeah, good um, afternoon to you and good afternoon to Ashley. That's all right, mate. You can just read the paper because it's all in there. That is correct. Yep, Shepherd and News, great coverage of the bowls, and, and I reckon that's a good place to start State Champions Week, Brian. You predicted on this show last week that we would get the Central Goulburn Murray region, or more specifically the GV, would get ta- come home with one State Championship title, and um, we've already achieved that inside the first couple of days of State Champions Week. Tell us a little bit about it. Yes, well... Brad Orr's uh, boys uh, with Cole Power third, Wayne Dagger second and JD, John Dagger leading, are uh, the new state champions and congratulations from from after the Jack and all bowls in the GV. Uh, fantastic performance. There's only one regret uh, I didn't see. I don't know if the GV bowls where, uh, website had uh, live coverage, but it wasn't on. I was watching uh, Bowls Victoria facebook page and it wasn't live they had the um they don't discriminate they had the ladies pairs final on at the same time yeah so um at the conclusion of the ladies pairs game um they went to the i think there was three or four ends left in the final of the men's fours so we were able to get um a little bit of coverage towards the end of the game there but um fantastic by bowls victoria they were providing regular up score updates um, across various rinks um, during that night session. So, um, you know, you're able to follow the scores and then see the last few ends, which, um, you know, f- from watching that, Brian, it was a fantastic standard for a, for a you know, a state championship final. Um, you know, the, the Shepherd and Golf boys really had to dig deep and, and play some massive bowls at the death there to really get, bring that one over the line. And, um, you know, like you said, reiterate your, your congratulations on behalf of After the Jack. Um, and, you know, Shepherd and Golf can be very proud and also the Golden Valley Bowls Division in the central Golden Murray region like we spoke last week, um, Tyler. We certainly punch above our weight when it comes to these state-level events compared to some of the metropolitan regions that have, you know, high-profile names representing them in these sorts of things. Yeah, we certainly do and uh, the golfers are uh, doing quite well in a few other events as well but all of these uh, um, events that they qualified for in a season that they went on to become state pennant champions as well. So mm. you certainly see, um, you know, why they were able to do that um, with, the, with the talent they've got. But, uh, yes, obviously they've, uh, they've taken out the fours title. Uh, as we're recording, uh, almost as we get towards the end of the show, they will be uh, rolling off in the triples final. Um, or David Dawes and John Hallam have made it. Um, I believe Brad Orr one through uh, with his final bowl in the semi-final, um, from, from what I understand. 
Yeah, yep. And so they'll be playing Nathan Wilson, Dane McKinnon and Matt Wilson from the powerful Altona Club, which is coached by another GV export in Brett Foley. So that'll certainly be a high-quality contest. And, um, you know, if you're not doing anything, oh, well, by the time this is shown, um, but no doubt it you know, will be live-streamed on the Bowls Victoria website. And they are um, keeping a lot of those matches up on the website if you want to go back and watch them. So um, if that is uploaded no doubt that'll be a high quality contest Brian and Nathan Wilson and Dane McKinnon someone that uh, the GV bowlers might know a little bit from their exploits at the Victorian Open here in the Goulburn Valley Nathan a a past Victorian Open singles winner and also an Australian Open singles winner down at Darabin yeah look I believe it's six o'clock live coverage according to Bowls Victoria which won't matter for our listeners Brian no no uh, it won't matter I just uh Digressing myself onto something else, trying to find some results. Uh, they also, um, uh, Orr and Dawes made the semi final of the men's pairs. Yeah, so, um, and that event was taken out by Bendigo East's uh, Lee Schrainer, the, the coach there, and Brad Marin, who um, obviously was representing Bendigo East at the time, but is, um, will be spending the second half of the season playing back at MCC. But, um, yeah, so they, they, they took out the men's pairs final, and again, bowlers around here will be familiar with them. Um, with their ex- exploits at the at the Victorian Open as well, very um, always around the mark in the Victorian Open events in the Goulburn Valley. And more familiar faces, uh, a Vic medalist, uh, I believe, at the Bowls Victoria uh, Victorian Open up here, Jared Davies. Yes, um, won the under eighteen boys triples crown alongside Benella product Tyson Cromie. Um, who I believe is also through to the semis of the under-18 boys singles, mm-hmm. um, and Grant McLaren, while Olivia Cartwright is through to the final of the under-18 girls pairs uh, alongside Glenn Roy's Jordan Long. Stanhope's um, Hayley Hancock and Georgia Ponton uh, went down in the other semi-final. And uh, in terms of the rest of it, there's still a few competitions that haven't started yet in terms of the mixed pairs and uh, as well as some of the singles. Yes, yeah. So great to see, um, you know, some of the Golden Valley's bright um, up-and-coming prospects, uh, the, the GV Devils representatives heading down to Warrnambool for the experience of playing in State Champions Week. And obviously Olivia's uh, taken out a couple of GV singles titles, so she'll represent uh, in the, the State uh, women's singles uh, kicking off, I think, tomorrow. Um, and she's also doing well in the junior events as well. And also um, Hayley uh, Hancock and Georgia Ponton representing Stanhope as well. Fantastic effort. Certainly. Uh, there was a few others as well around. Um, ben Fletcher was down there. Yep. Um, uh, more Cartwrights in Josh and Jacob. Um, also, we were looking uh, at a fair few Shepherd and Park ladies that were down there to start the week. Um, were you know Sue Tyson, Jenny Hill, Bev Thorne, Kathy Dudley in the fours? Yep, yep. Um, uh, Charlie and Henry Boswood uh, as well were were down playing under 18s and and Die Hands and Kate Bush as well in the pairs. Um, so yeah, great great to see lots of different GV clubs represented in in the state champions week representing our region. Yeah, and and uh, sorry. The, uh, interrupt. Gene Sprague went down, or Gene Sprague went down by two shots to Mary Tregar from, I think she's from Yak and Dan or Beechworth, by two shots. And Daniel Nichols went down to the legendary John Snell from Lilydale by two shots. Daniel led 23 21, 
But um, he missed a few drives in the last end and got beaten 25-23. That was in the Champion of Champions singles? Champion of yes. Champions singles. And Jean was in the 60 and over singles. And I think she was in the open singles as well. Or well, might have been the Champion of Champions singles. And Olivia Cartwright will be in the state the, singles. Yeah, Olivia's in the open singles. Yep. Yeah. So that's a pretty yeah, yeah, comp- yeah. comprehensive wrap of State Champions Week. Uh, fantastic to see that Central Goulburn Murray region's already picked up one. Um, and, you know, by the time this is um, this podcast is put up for people to listen to, it could possibly be two. So we'll see how we go. It's not quite the, the swan song State Champions Week either for the, the Central Goulburn Murray moniker because obviously we'll have this season's... Uh, Qualifications in the next one, but uh, after yep. that, it'll be just the um, Goulburn Murray region. Yeah, yep. So um, certainly, those uh, events will be played, or those um, region um, finalists will be decided after this pennant pennant season in about or May, I'd say, Brian. Yes, mate, that's correct. So we'll have a few, well, um, the Cartwrights will be busy in those qualification um, events and certainly Mark Thorne as well. So they'll have a few chances to get to State Champions Week and represent Central Goulburn Murray and what will be the last um, opportunity to represent Central Goulburn Murray. Is that right? Where will they be played? Bendigo? I don't know. Uh, Unsure. Uh, I think this one is down in Warrnambool just for uh, due to COVID. Yes. Um, It was moved... Well, it's a 16 rink around the cover. Yeah, so uh, I, I imagine it'd be back at Bendigo. Yeah, yep. you'd think so. And right. uh, the GV4s, men's fours are on this weekend. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Nichols ah, is, yes. cannot play because he's in the um, BBL or whatever it yeah, is. So so, they're, they're yeah, so they're still being played this weekend, are they? Yeah, the Bowls Premier. The Bowls, whatever it is, the Bowls Premier League. Yeah, the BBL. Cup, takes BBL pre- Cup. Takes precedence. And that's a Dandenong. So Daniel's got to travel to Dandenong from Warrnambool and back to Warrnambool for the mixed pairs. Yeah, so what uh, we might sort of quickly recap that on Sunday, um, the BPL uh, regional finals, I guess you'd call it, was played at Shepparton Park undercover. Um, and basically uh, there was, I think there was four teams involved, but it came down to the last round-robin matches between uh, Daniel Nichols's team. Uh, he skipped Jeff Beattie, played second, who I think was a sub. I don't think he played in the original no, qualification um tournament and Stacey Collier led and they played against Dennis Smythe's team from Shep Park with Jim Oliver in uh, playing second and Ernie Salvamini leading um, and the winner of that game would go through to the next round at Dandenong and it came down to basically the last two bowls of the game. Uh, Smythe's team was holding uh, probably two or three shots and Daniel had his had the second last bowl of the game and dead drew it um, probably on a three-quarter to long End. It was a brilliant bowl. And Dennis came down with the last bowl of the game to try and get back um, the victory for his side and played a perfectly weighted bowl, just um, just touched the jack, um, but rolled on a little bit too far without sitting Daniel's bowl. Um, and so Daniel's team held on by you know the barest of margins, really. It was probably only a couple of inches in the measure. Um, so, yeah, they'll go on to Dandenong this week in the next round. Um, and it remains to be seen. I, I, my well, my understanding and my thoughts would be that, you know, you you couldn't postpone a GV event for the sake no, of one team, going, could no, you? No, that's right. It's going ahead or one player. Yes. It is proceeding as yeah. scheduled. Yeah, so would he have to find a substitute in his team or would they pull out and create a, a buy in that section or what, what, 
I'd say if I want to substitute, yeah, yeah, be no worries about that. Yeah, so all the best to the East Shepherd and team in Dandenong this week, and all those teams who are contesting the the Golden Valley Men's State Fours. Do we know where that's played? No, you've got me there. No. I don't know. But that's so that sectional play this Sunday. So it could be Stanhope, but I'm only guessing. All right. Well, we might uh, move on to midweek summary, uh, midweek pennant review from uh, this past Tuesday. So a lot of interest in Division 5. So looking at the Tuesday results for Division 5, Euroa third defeated Avenal second. Katandra West sixth defeated Marutma Golf last. Doogie, top of the ladder, uh, defeated Seymour, as expected, who are in fourth. Colburn fifth, defeated Kybram, seventh. And Rushworth had the bye. Now, Rushworth is in eighth place, but he's only four points outside the top four, which is a remarkable, remarkably tight ladder at this late stage of the season, Brian. Anyone can make it. Certainly is, except the bottom side. Yeah, except uh, Marupna Golf. So um, it'll be interesting to see. No doubt these sides are, or these eight sides are in the race or play each other in the run home. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes to sort of even out there. Yeah, that's ridiculously tight because um, third spot is only a point uh, further ahead too. So five points cover third to eighth. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of interest in that Division 5 midweek competition. Division 4, Shepherd and Park Plum, 7th. A uh, bit of a minor upset there, defeated Tat Hilltop uh, in 5th. Uh, bottom side, East Blue, East Shepherd and Blue defeated 4th place Murchison, another upset. Nagambi 1st, who are cruising at the top of the ladder, defeated Park Rose really comfortably. And East Shepherd and Green, 6th, def- uh, they lost to Merrigan, who are now 2nd. So East Shepherd and Blue are the only side out of the finals race in yet another tight Division 4 for the midweek there. Division 3, East Shepherd and 7th defeated Marupma 2nd to stay in the finals hunt. Big upset there. Shepherd and Park, who are, uh, they look the team to beat there on top of the ladder. They thrashed Jeroa, who were 6th. Shepherd and Golf last were also thumped against Kyabram, who were 4th. Marupma Golf 2nd defeated Stanhope 3rd. In Division 2, Round 9, Tat Hilltop Blue defeated Seymour 8th in the relegation battle there. Yaroa 5th lost to Avenal 6th. Kybram 4th defeated Shep Golf 3rd. And Tatura Hilltop Red, who are in 2nd, defeated uh, the top side, East, who were undefeated before that game. So that certainly throws the cat amongst the pigeons in Division 2, Brian. It, yeah, do, it does East, among the top four. Yeah. But East is still 30 points ahead. But uh, it's also opened top. up a big gap between fourth and fifth. Um, yes. There's now 35 points between Kyabram fourth and Yeroa fifth. So, um, I'd yeah. say that four is decided. Yeah, well, Yeroa's probably kicking himself for losing that game to Avenal in six. So that's, but certainly, um, I don't know whether it's the loss maybe East Shepherd had to have before finals or whether it'll give Tat Hilltop Red some belief that. Um, that they can knock them off. Certainly, um, they had some interest. They've, they've, they've certainly bolstered a little bit Tat Hilltop with um, Jock Hicks and Louise Hicks coming back, and I think they were in that Tat Hilltop red they were, side. They were. Uh, Division 1, uh, Tat Hilltop 5th. They stayed in finals contention by defeating Marupna Golf in 6th, and certainly Tat Hilltop are looking to do everything they can to push up into that top four, Tyler, with... Um, you know, really trying to strengthen up a couple of those rinks there. 
Yeah, it certainly was. Um, I, I did look across the uh, the rinks in the um, in the match, and it did uh, catch my eye that it was a very very strong side, and um, obviously got over the line by uh, fourteen points, uh, fourteen points, fourteen shots in the end. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was probably expecting a bit more of a, a dominant victory there. Yeah, um, with. Uh, as it's my computer's decided to now not load. I think um, um, David Cartwright and Russell Locke were in one rink. Yes, yeah, so Gary Russell and Lee Farrell, obviously a uh, uh, very prominent weekend pennant mm. duo, uh, mm-hmm. were, skipped one of the, were skipped in third in one of the rink. Uh, David Cartwright skipped with Russell Locke as his third in one of the other ones. Uh, and... In the third one, John Atwood skipped with Trevor Downey as his third. Um, and they went down to Cheryl Emmett, who obviously uh, had a really good day to get up by 14 shots there over, over a strong rink like that. Yeah, yep. And um, and obviously the um, uh, Olivia and Josh Cartwright didn't play on Tuesday, but they may have been heading down to Warnable at the time. So maybe that's why they were missing. But throw them in the mix while they're still on school holidays. And um, there is certainly a chance to push up into the top four. Uh, Rushworth bottom side lost to Shep Park Gold, who are second bottom, which would almost confirm that Rushworth is going to win the wooden spoon. Unfortunate there for for Jean Sprague to not be available um, for Mm. Rushworth because she was down at State Champions Week. But, yeah, yeah, it looks like Gold will stay up. Yeah, so it remains to be seen, though, Brian, whether Rushworth goes down because I know, uh, I think they may have won a wooden spoon in recent years but stayed up. Yeah, but I believe the 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 way it is structured now, the winners of each division have to go up. Okay. No and particularly if it's East in Division 2, who don't have a Division yeah, 1, so they're, they're looking to go up, aren't they? Yeah, there's no debate about it. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Seymour, on their happy hunting ground at home, top of the ladder, remained in that spot after defeating Kybram, who are third by nine shots. That was a really tight battle. Uh, Jenny Dixon's... Rink got two points there for Kyabram. And Shepparton and Golf, who are in second, easily defeated Shepparton and Park Tan, who are in fourth by 21 shots. Now, I saw half of this game. I went um, up until the lunch break, and Shepparton and Golf were far too good. Um, they handled their, you know, their home greens. They're probably running a beautiful 16 seconds. And Shep Park, are, are looking across the rinks, a lot of them just struggled to handle it. They were running through a lot. Um, and, you know, particularly um, Graham Waddell in his rink, he had a big win against Paul Warren, um, and Robbie Betson was sort of um, doing a lot of damage playing through the head um, against Die Hands. They had a, a deficit early. Die Hands was a few shots up, but um, Robbie Betson ended up running away on that rink. Jenny Hill was um, outstanding with Dennis Beck as her third. Those two did a lot of damage in a, a really good eight-shot win against Graham Myers, which is a massive scalp. Um, I, I do know, though, next week, um, Kathy Dudley's been named to return. So she goes back in skipping, and Jenny Hill goes to third. And Dennis Beck, who was obviously helping them out this week, uh, won't be there. But um, the way Jenny Hill played on, on Tuesday, gee, she's she's stiff not to retain the skipper's spot there for, for next week. They're playing Seymour at Shep Park, which is going to be a huge contest. Certainly will be, yeah. Well done to Jenny, um, as you say. But I suppose they will replace her, you know, because she's held that spot for so long. Yeah, yeah. And been successful. So, 
Righto. Do we want to do weekend review from Saturday or do we want to do yeah, mid, mid, no. midweek preview for this no, week? I'll do, I'll do the Saturday review. Rightio. Saturday. S- certainly we will after we thank our sponsors, bro. Thank you very much. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepherd and Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Fry Street, Shepparton, or phone 5821 1556. Go for your life, Brian. The Vision 6 Saturday pennant, round 8. Thought to Tura Hilltop 60, give Shepparton Park a bit of a touch up by 24 shots. At Tatura, played at Hilltop actually, down the bottom here. Um, Nagambi had to buy the uh, top side. Marupna Golf, 33, lost to Seymour VRI. I might have said in my prediction that it was Seymour, but it was VRI, and my upset um, was a little bit out of out of whack, down by 23. Avenal, 62, defeated Rushworth, 52. And the ladder there sees Seymour on top, from Tatura Hilltop, Nagambi, Shep Park, then follows Avenal, Rushworth and Marupna Golf. Um, most sides, the only side who couldn't make finals there would be the bottom side, Marupna Golf. Rushworth, uh, 11 points out at the moment. So another pretty interesting uh, competition. Moving on to Division 5. I'm relying on my computer here too. Going real well today because I didn't. Uh, I don't know what happened to me notes there, but Urala got the better of Avenal forty six to thirty eight. Katandra West uh, tight four shot win over Marutna Golf. Dookie fifty one defeated Seymour thirty eight, and Colburn Abbott fifty six defeated Kyabram forty five. Uh, Dookie is on top of the table in. Um, no, look, I have gone back and looked at the midweek. So, Brian, I'm just as, uh, no, I'm just as good as you. I was going to say, I've, I've got it here. So, no, it's all right. We all... No, look, I mean, if the, listeners have made infallible. It, if the listeners have made it this far, I'm sure they'll be having a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we go. Division 5, round 8. Marupna Golf, 69, defeated the Tura Hilltop Red, 62. Dukey, 61, lost to Colbo, 70. Stanhope, 74. Defeated uh, Yaroa 67. Tally had to buy. And the ladder sees Marupna Golf on top from Tally Group to Stan Ape to Tura Hilltop Red. In comes Colbo, Yaroa, to Tura Hilltop Blue, Kyabram, and Dookie. Division 4. Yes, I've Division uh, four. certainly got the, got the right one uh, this time around. Here we go. <laughs> Shepparton Park had a, uh, a good win over Murchison, 110 to 73. Stanhope, uh, 99 84 over Tutura Hilltop. Uh, Avenal uh, got over the top of East Shepparton Pink, 102 to 92. Shepparton Golf, uh, 89, defeated Merrigan, 78. Uroa had a good win over Seymour. And Kyabram uh, defeated East Shepparton Lime, ninety-two to eighty-three. On the ladder in uh, Div Four, it's obviously the uh, the bigger ladder um, with more sides in it yes. uh, than than the rest of them. All all twelve there. Uh, Kyabram's uh, sitting fifteen uh, points ahead on top from Avenal, Euroa, and Stanhope. Only two points back to Tat Hilltop, and then another point to Merrigan, and another point. To Shep Park, two more to Shep East Shep Lime, and four more to Shep Golf. So it's a, 
Um, and uh, two more to Seymour and two more to East Shep Pink. So it's a fairly tight ladder there. So it's fantastic to see in such a bigger competition too. It's like uh, obviously there, there's the potential there for sort of a few sides to gap the rest, but it's great to see with you know only six or so rounds to go that anyone's in the mix there. Yeah, it's only 12 points from fourth um, all the way down to 11th, and yeah. um, Murchison's not out of it yet, uh, five Five further points back, so that's only um, a win away from, from Six, the top four. 16, yeah. yeah. Division three, Brian. Yes, Seymour on their magic carpet annihilated to Tura Hilltop in a, um, well, it was a thunderous sort of win. 18 zip to maintain their home winning record. Maripna Golf defeated Shep Golf again for the second time this year to consolidate top spot. No, they're not top, they're second due to Seymour's huge percentage win. Shep Park, whitewashed telly by 44 shots. No, no Nisbet, no worries. No Nisbet, no Ray Phillips. So out <laughs> of one rink and they still prevailed uh, on all rinks. A 99-shot turnaround, reversal, reversal of form from round one, which is pretty good, um, not a bad achievement. Yes. And moved off the bottom of the ladder in Marupna. Made it two in a row against Dukey away. Division four. We've done we've done the four. We've done the fours. I'm Down the on. other way, Brian. Yeah. Two. two. Here we go. Yes. Marupna firmed as a firm as a finals contender. I keep telling you, Brian, you're not listening. I picked Marupna. Down in Kai Abram at home, easily by so many shots. East under lights at home. Surprise Shepherd and Park winning on every rink. Yeah, I was at this game yeah. on Friday night and it was a little bit disappointing from Park's point of view. They they were a little bit undermanned. Um, you know, they had um, Rob Thorne was a late inclusion into Division 1 and Barry Nelson uh, stepped up to skip and, and did a really admirable job. And um, I, I also want to give a mention to young Tom Downey as well, who's in his first season playing bowls at Shep Park and he's really progressing along nicely as well. And he played in Barry Nelson's rink and put in some nice bowls, but... Um, you know, East Shep had some really experienced guys who have got a lot of Division One experience in that side. It was a much different side to when Shep Park beat them in Round 1. Um, the likes of John Crozier, Peter Norton, Doug McConaughey, um, and they just jumped them early. I think they were about 40 or 50 shots up early on, and that was just game over. Shep Park couldn't make any ground, but they would have been a little bit disappointed to not get a rink uh, win. Uh, Greg Williamson had it, had his chance against John Crozier, um, got sort of four or five shots up, dropped uh, two fours in succession and ended up losing by three or four in the end. So um, East Shepparton sort of uh, giving themselves a bit of confidence going into the second half of the year. Yeah, certainly. And uh, I think they're in fourth spot on the ladder now. Yes, yeah. So, and Shep Park's probably going to face an uphill battle to make it now, I'd say. I would say so. Uh, Shep Golf away, handed Nagambia a 44-shot loss with Angel Mannequin drawing with Wayne Gribble, a commendable effort. Huge result, yeah. yeah. So 17 points to Golf, one to Nagambi. And Hilltop, two were early, but two were easy victors against second last rush, he winning 16-2. Yeah, so they and and they had um, Jock Hicks playing for them as well. His first game back from the Northern Territory. So um, you know, Tad Hilltop's depths has obviously in, in, improved out of sight this year, um, and and they'll be one to watch. They're they're probably 
in my opinion, the only ones that can probably match Shep Golf if everything goes right on the day. But at this stage, it's looking like Shep Golf's premiership to lose. Yeah, and actually, Jock got defeated by, uh, I think it's Noel Lloyd's rink. Yes, yep. So that was a good effort by um, that rink for Rushworth. Yep. In Division 1, Tally prevailed at home against the Jura Hilltop, reversing the first round result 16-2 by... How many shots was it, Ash? About 11, I reckon. shots. Yep. With only Peter Lasseur saluting for Tad Hilltop with his second big scalp in two matches, defeating Mark Ryan the previous week. Cartwright got one point for drawing with uh, Brett Gunning. Park justified their latter position with a morale-boosting win away on the grass at Kai, who have dropped to... Fifth on the ladder. Yeah, big, big, big <coughs> result this one for for Park. Obviously, um, f- first win on the grass for the year, and it was a an interesting scoreline. I think we only won by six shots overall, but won three and a half rinks. And um, you know, Josh Warren had a big lead against Dane Gate and was only held on by a couple of shots in the end there. Um, Dennis Smythe was neck and neck all day against Greg Schilling and that's always a big scalp um, any time to beat him at Kai on the on the tough ditch, ditch rink as well on the top green. Um, Paul Warren um, had a good battle with Glenn Fields and then uh, Paul Nichols and Rob George drew um, Paul Nichols was two down, uh, one down going into the last end had shot and had an umpire's measure for second which would have got the extra point, um, but uh, it was only one shot in the end, and so that was a draw on that rink. But certainly this week, which we'll touch on more in our preview, um, Park will have a lot of confidence going up against Tally at home in a match that will probably decide second on the ladder, I think, in the in the long run. Well, what sort of, um, obviously, as a member of that team, what sort of um, boost does, does that give to the morale to be able to go away on grass and, and win at this time of the year when, when you know, Obviously, the whips are going to start cracking pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Like certainly, um, I think in my mind it was always a big query um, going into the game that you know we'd had um, tally and and Shep golf on grass and sort of hadn't given our best um, account of ourselves. And I don't think we'd picked up a point in either of those two games. And Kai had been ticking along nicely, and certainly with the likes of Greg Schilling and Glenn Fields. Um, they certainly got a lot of quality there. So it was a massive confidence booster for us, I think, you know, that we can can get the job done on a green that was probably running oh, probably about 15 seconds and quickened up a little bit as the afternoon went on. And just the fact that, um, you know, we leaked a few shots probably late, which, you know, um, wasn't ideal. But um, just the fact that we're able to go to another venue and win on their grass, hopefully um, that'll give us a lot of confidence going forward. Certainly will, Ash. I'll concur with those comments. Shepherd and East slipped into the four, unbelievably, really, when they uh, finished off Stanhope's chances of playing finals when they whitewashed them on their undercover green by um, a lot of shots, 18 zip. You, you can't do quick math there, can you? Uh, no, Brian, well, I haven't you? got the shots. Oh, it's uh, 37. I've had a few interruptions this week and I had a little dot, dot, dot and didn't put them in. Uh, 37 shots in the end. Uh, 37, well, that's a big win. Je- Jeff Beatty's, uh was the was a big one uh, with Paul True and Don Dickinson and Chris Johnson in his rink. Uh, 38-14 um, in the end over uh, Rob Ponton. Yeah, so they've sort of um, just kept kept their head above water and all of a sudden they're right back in the mix and I'm not too sure how many 
games they, they're going to play on their undercover green in the run to finals. But, um, you know, if they can jag two or probably three more wins, they can possibly get that final spot, which would be um, a great effort given, you know, they were behind the eight ball early on in the season. But Brent Ryan has never lost the faith. He just sort of, um, he's been quite patient and obviously they're starting to make their run now. And you can see with the likes of Beattie and, uh, himself, obviously, they're really starting to gel and, and they've probably found their right combinations. Yes, they'll certainly. I've got them just finishing outside the final four, but um, they had to win that match to stay in, have mm. any hope. Yaroa succumbed to top side Hill to top side Shep Golf by 44 shots at home um, in another 0 to 18 result. Andy Houston's rinked the only creditable performance from. Uh, from on the Yarrawa side of things. What about uh, Ken Sutliff going down by a shot? That not creditable for you, Brian? Oh, well, I didn't realise he only got beaten I th- by one. I think, um, I think for that, I appreciate I, I think Andy Houston drew David Dawes the first time they played and Dawes gave him a touch-up, so he w- would have been um, certainly on his mind to, to put in a much stronger showing this second time around. Um, and... You know, 18 zip was probably to be expected, but um, you are sort of starting to show signs of a little bit of improvement as the season progresses. It was was Chris Ferguson who beat him by one. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah, and Mark Stevens ran into uh, Brad Orr in his first game as skip and uh, (laughs) came off second best, but I'm sure he'll... uh, Baptism of fire. ...take plenty from the experience. Yes. I'm sure he will, and uh, you only learn from playing against the best, but apologies to... The mayor of Yarrow, Kenny Sutcliffe, there for um, not getting a mention and a creditable performance. Mid midweek preview for this week, Brian. Yeah, midweek preview. All right, so Division Five this week, round ten. Rushworth eighth plays Avenal second, and you've tipped Rushworth, Brian. Circled Rushworth. Yes. Upset alert. Upset. Rightio. Katand- they've still, still got a chance of getting in, Rushworth. Yeah, yep. So Katandra West, sixth, plays Yaroa third. And again, you're going for the lower-ranked side, Katandra West. Dookie, top, to defeat Marupna Golf, bottom. Colburn Abbon, fifth, to defeat Seymour, fourth. Division four, Park Plum, eighth, against East Green. You're going for East Green. Merrigan, second, to lose to runaway top side, Nagambi, who... Um, Park Rose, third, to defeat Murchison, fourth. East Blue, eighth, to lose to Tatura Hilltop, fifth. Division three, Marupna, fifth, to lose to Marupna Golf, second. Stanhope, third, to defeat Shepparton Golf, bottom. Kybram, fourth, to lose to the top side, Shepparton Park. And Yaroa, sixth, to defeat East, seventh. In Division two, Seymour, eighth, to lose to Tat Hilltop, red, second. East, topside East to beat Kybram fourth. Shepherd and Golf third are playing Yaroa fifth. Who's your tip there, Brian? Golf? What, what is it, sorry? Shep Golf third to defeat Yaroa fifth at Golf. Yeah, Shep Golf. Avenal sixth to defeat Tat Hilltop Blue seventh. And looking at Division One, Tatura Hilltop fifth playing Shep Golf second at Tatura or Hilltop, I'm not quite sure. But Hilltop currently on uh, online. Yeah, so crunch matchup for Tatura Hilltop here. It'll be interesting to see what sides they go in with for this big game against Shepparton Golf, who will have 
uh, John Dagger back. Um, he was obviously down at Warnable uh, this past Tuesday, so their mix will be slightly different. Um, Tatura Hilltop must win if they want to sneak into the four, Brian. You have gone for? Um, golf. Yeah, golf. I'm on the line the winners there. Golf. Why? Oh, I think they'll... Uh I think they've got a more their side hasn't changed as much. Yep. See, David Cartwright didn't play last week. He did. Yes, he did. Did he? Yes, but his ch- children, uh, Josh and Olivia, didn't, and they had Russell Locke in there who hasn't been there all the time. They've they've had a lot of chops and changes. Yeah, and I um, think golf's got a more settled lineup, and yep, they're in good form. They had a good win against Shep Park Ten. The green over there should be pretty slick as well, and I think they'll be. A little bit too good for Hilltop. Yep. Uh, Park 10 fourth playing Seymour first on Park's carpet. Would you would you consider playing this game on a on a try and quicken the grass up and play them on quick grass because they're obviously used to playing on Seymour's used to playing on their slow carpet and it hasn't been stretched yet. Uh, no, Park's one. no. I think Shep Park should play them on the grass. I agree. Yep. Um, who do you, who do you think will win this one? Kathy Dudley back Park. for Shep Park. Yep. Park Tyler. Yeah, Park for me. I, I agree. I, I think they should play it on the car, on the grass. Yep. Um, you've seen, uh, not to disparage uh, Brian's side, but um, you know the the rampaging Seymour side in Division Three of weekend pennant struggled on the on the grass when they came to Shep yes. Park uh, earlier in the year. So I think uh, it would be make plenty of sense to to play them uh, on the grass. Yeah, yep. I'll I'll go, I'll I'll go with Park, but um, certainly Seymour's side with the likes of Robbie Baldwin, Max Hammond, Ian Eichfuss. I don't know how we pronounce it, but he's he's been in pretty good form. Um, so Park will have their work cut out, and they really need to win this to consolidate their spot in the four, particularly with Tad Hilltop breathing down their neck. If they defeat Shep Golf and Park loses to Seymour, they could find themselves on, on themselves on the outside looking in. Yes, so big certainly. game. Kybram third playing Rushworth bottom. I think Kai should win this one comfortably at home. So they certainly should. Yep. And Park Gold seventh playing Marupna Golf, who are sixth, also at Park. So this will be interesting whether both are on the carpet or one's on the grass and one's on the carpet. But um, I'm with you, Brian. I think Park Gold... Have shown enough promising signs to win this one. Yep, certainly. Yep. And if they if they do win it, it probably uh, puts them above them into sixth too. Yeah, yep. And you know, considering Marupna Golf started the season in a blaze of glory, but has well, won uh, their first four, I think. First, yeah, three or four at least, and um, haven't been able to pick up as many points in recent rounds. So that is midweek pennant for round ten this coming Tuesday, Brian. Right, Saturday pennant, Division 6. We've got Seymour VRI, who are first, and they're playing Abel on the fifth. VRI to win at home. The Gamby third play Marupna Golf 7 from going from the Gamby on their carpet. Rushworth 6 play second to Tura Hilltop, and it's Tad Hilltop to win that. And... Park have the bye, Shepparton Park. Division 5, Tad Hilltop Red, 4th play Dookie last, Hilltop Red to win. Your old 6th play Maripna Golf, who are top. And undefeated, Maripna Golf to win that. Tad Hilltop Blue, 7 first, Tally 2nd. Tally to have a good win. Colbo 5th play, Kai 8th, Colbo at home, and Stanhope have the bye. Division 4... 
We've got Kai Abram first playing Shepparton Park, who are seventh. And it's Kai Abram to have a good win. Seymour tenth playing East Shepparton eighth. East Shepparton Lime. I'm going for Seymour at home. I presume they'll be on the carpet. I don't think so. I'm not too sure. I'll get back to you on that one. You reckon they'll be on the grass? No, it's Seymour playing East Shepparton Lime. Okay, yeah, well, you'd reckon so, unless they're Division 3. Can they fit two games on, on their new cup? I don't know. Yeah. Good question. Shepparton Golf Bowling Club. How's that? The full title. <laughs> Ninth, playing Yaroa third. It's Yaroa for me. Avenal second, playing Merrigan sixth. This will be a good game, and I'm going for Avenal narrowly. Stanhope fourth, playing East Shepparton pink eighth. Stand up at home. And Murchison, who are 12, are playing Tad Hilltop, who are 5th, and I'm going for Tad Hilltop to win that. Division 3, Marupna Bowls Club are playing Shepherd and Golf. Marupna are 6th, Shep Golf 3rd, Shep Golf to win. Tatura Hilltop 4th, playing Dookie 8th, Tad Hilltop the winners there. Tally Garupna, fifth, are playing Seymour first. It's at Tally. I'll give Tally a bit of a show, but um, they're a different side on their grass, but I think Seymour with their overall talent will win this. Marupna Golf, second, playing Shepparton Park, seventh. Shep Park will be pretty confident after having a win last week, but, well, let's face it, it was on carpet. We've got to play on grass, and I think... Marupna Golf have won their last two encounters and I think they'll be just... I think they'll get up by a dozen shots. Shep Park will be competitive, but... Rock and Ronnie Holland's in good form, skipping. He is. Rocket Ronnie. He's doing real well. But anyway, I'm going against my team and Marupna Golf to win that one, but it'll be a, a good contest. Division 2. Mm-hmm. You can come in here, boys. On uh, Rushworth 7th, a play Marupna Bowls Club 3rd. I think Marupna will win this Comf- yeah. comfortably, even though it's at Rushworth. Well, it is a banana peel sort of game. Um, if they if they're fair income will be a playing finals, they just need to go over there and get the job done um, by any means possible. Whether it's twelve six, fourteen four, sixteen two, they just need to keep that momentum going into these last few rounds and consolidate that spot in the top four. And I'll back them in. I certainly think uh, I won't be moving away from uh, tipping Marupna. Uh, like I've said, I think... Number one they're, ticket holder. They're putting together uh, a nice season and um, obviously uh, you'd you'd be uh, comfortably uh, taking black caviar odds on golf to be in the grand final in Division 2 and I think it's out of uh, the Bulldogs and Marupna for the other spot. Right. I agree with that. Shepparton Park 6th. Play Hilltop second. I noticed Darren Carpenter was over Pratt's and they must be must be a bit worried about playing on the, the new cup. I think Shep Park will upset Hilltop and win this game 14-4 at home. A little, little bit cheeky to be practising at a club on a practice night. Don't you have to ring up and ask permission generally? Or? Well, I, I don't know. He may have. I've got no idea. Mm. He's uh, keen, conscientious, but I think the Parkers will win this one and... Gives them a rough chance of 
of um, a stay in contention and playing finals. Or it, it looks a long way away at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, obviously they'll be hoping for a much improved performance on last Friday against East Shepparton. Um, you know, Tad Ta- Ta- Hilltop's depth is probably going to be, you know, where they'll have the advantage over Shep Park. They're a little bit under strength, um, you know, depth-wise, Shep Park overall. But um, I, th- I think they can win a couple of rinks. Peter Crossback is a big inclusion for Shep Park. So he's actually going over and skipping where Barry Nelson was, and Barry Nelson drops back down to third. Um, Greg Williamson's still skipping and he gets Heath Matthews down from Division 1 back as his third. So, you know, there's a couple of handy enough inclusions that can maybe swing it their way. Um, but overall, I think Tat Hilltop's depth will just be a little bit too much for, for Shep Park overall. Skips for Tat Hilltop this week in Division 2. Uh, Merv Knight, Andrew Cross, Ray Selwood and Trevor Downey. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Ray Salwood, um, well, Vince Page will be sweating on the, the card draws because I played against, I played in this contest in round two, and um, Ray Salwood had a huge win. I think it was about 43 to 8 against Vince Page. So, um, Page, you'll be hoping for a bit of, um, bit of revenge this time around. And, you know, certainly his results have improved since that, that, um, round two clash, but, uh, yeah, I think Tad Hilltop's depth overall um, will be a little bit too much for Shep Park. Yeah, it's the Bulldogs for me. Shep golf first, play East Shepparton and fourth, and East had a good win on all rinks against Park at home, but it'll be a different story out there, and uh, I know Graham Myers will be a bit hungry after getting defeated in uh, midweek, mm-hmm. and I reckon golf will win this 18 zip. I, I agree, yeah. Look, um, Shep Golf plays their greens so well. They've got them running at a nice pace. You know, they just know how to draw beautifully on quicker greens as opposed to Shep, you know, even though they had the confidence boost the last Friday coming off their carpet, it'll be a different kettle of fish. So, yeah, I think um, East will be looking to try and pinch a couple of rings, see what happens with the overall to try and keep some form of momentum going if they want to get that last final spot. Um, but I think uh, Shep Golf will be too strong with a clean sweep. Yeah, I I, um, I think Shep Golf as well. It looks like they've got one player out, or one who's gone up to the ones. Jock Hasty. Um, Jock Hasty's up leading or, in Division 1. Uh, Peter Fairgreaves up there as well. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I still think they've got uh, plenty of... Um, plenty of power to get it done, and uh, I think they will get the job done. And the final game is Kyabram fifth, playing Nagambi eighth. Uh, uh, Nagambi might steal a rink, but or a rink can have another draw. But it's Kyabram. I'll go Kyabram uh, sixteen two. Comfortably on their home green. Well, it's a must win for Kyabram because they're lurking behind East Shepparton in fifth. So they'll be hoping that they can at least um, win against Nagambi, you know, 16 2, 18 zip, ideally. Um, and then if Shep Golf clean sweeps East Shepparton, all of a sudden they're back in the top four. So, you know, they, they need to focus on their job. I think they'll be too strong for Nagambi, 16 2. Mind you, um, and Kai will be a little bit stronger, I think, in this game because they've swung the changes in Division 1. Desi Campbell's going up. Um, he's been skipping in Division 2. He's playing second in Division 1. So we'll talk a little bit about that in Division 1. Congratulations, Des, the, the Panther, great all-round sportsman. Um, and Daryl Gade's been 
dropped, uh, assuming to Division 2. Calvin Beacon as well, who played last weekend. I didn't see him named in Division 1. They put Peter O'Brien up playing third in a rink. Um, so Kai swung a few changes. Maybe um, their Div 2 will be a little bit too strong for Nagambi this week. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Preddy's coming back through the twos as well. Yeah, okay. Um, he's skipping. Beacon's skipping. Daryl Gade's named as a two. Yep. Um, so obviously... Uh, he's one that they're they're playing in the, in the position that he plays in the higher mm-hmm. higher grade, which uh, sometimes you you know that that works well. But um, although he was playing as a third for a good proportion of the start of the season for for Dane, so yep. And then um, the other one that's gone up is Mary Greco, yes, who's, um, playing two as well in the ones. So yeah, a few changes yeah, again for Kai. So yeah, good. Um, well, uh, Mary, good luck. To yeah, you. I'd say that'd probably be her f- um, first. To, uh, Saturday Division One game too, so it is. Uh, congratulations, Mary, and all the best. As well as a, as well as a panther, yes, um, yeah, who's uh, incidentally the best, the best country cricketer I've ever seen. Even though it's not bowls, but I'll throw that one in. Well, he, he, Jeff Thompson couldn't get him out. You heard that story. We might have to try and get the panther yeah, on. He actually, made, he made twenty nine against the full Queensland side with Thompson and I think uh, Harry Fry. A pretty good bowler from Footscray originally. And I think Maguire played in that match. And the previous year, though, without Tomo in the side, he just he cruised through and made 78. So his mm. average against Queensland, 53.5, which isn't bad. No, not too bad at all. We might, we might see if we and can get him. he never wore a helmet, one. mate. <laughs> Division 1. Division 1. First game up for discussion is Shepparton Park. Shepparton Golf, rather, versus East Shepparton. Golf atop and East a fourth. I can't see uh, East upsetting Shepparton Golf, not on their home green. I'll give East a, a rink. I think uh, either Beatty or or Reiner can win one. Uh, I think Daniel might be a bit tired after his exploits all week or whether he's bowled himself into his best form. But uh, 16-2. Well, it's an interesting point you make there, Brian, because I think it might be a bit of a, a banana peel for golf. Not not so much uh, for the opposition, but, I mean, they're almost 50 points ahead on top of the table. Um, you know, you just come out of Christmas. You've probably had six or seven of uh, the players down in Warnable this week and a few of them playing plenty of matches. John Stokes and Neville Manton are out. I think it's just uh, there's a few um, ingredients in the pot for uh, for an East upset, as well as the fact mm-hmm. that you know Brent Reiner is certainly um, cracking the whips uh, for his side. He, he knows that you know the first half of the season wasn't good enough. Uh, I think this will be a very very close game, and I think East could uh, take it out fourteen uh, four. Is um what a, do we know what Stokes and Manton are in for the Jeez, They wouldn't have missed too many over the Premiership dynasty. Uh, so you've picked East in your tipping. Obviously, oh, I certainly have. Yeah, well, I'll go back four or five years ago. Of it's probably four years, could be five. At Nagambi, a second year there, and we went to golf. We'd never ever beaten them in a game at Pennant uh, out there, particularly. And we rolled them by one shot, and they were just, a, I'd say, they're nearly as strong as the team they had now. Yep. And I'd say East Shepherd got a better side than we had. And um, in a similar position, and you know, I probably um, I can see Tyler's um, the way he's figured this out, and but I'll still go with golf sixteen two. Well, you, I mean, you look at it. Um, 
golf's going to win the minor premiership. So really, um, they've done their hard work and, and they're, you know, the top two spots pretty much secure. What are they, 40, 30 points clear on top? Uh, 41, I think. Yeah, so uh, East has got it all to play for and I reckon they really set themselves for this. Um, I, th- I think it'll be tighter than probably what we in- imagine, but I think golf will still get over the line. Um just a little bit too much class across the overall 16. You know, Brent Ryan has sort of, it's taken him a while to tinker with the combinations. You know, last week, you know, Peter Norton was playing third to Brent Reiner for the start of this season. And last Friday, he was in Division 2 skipping. You know, Doug McConaughey's played games in Division 1 this year. Um, you know, John Crozier's played Division 1 in the past. So they haven't been afraid to... Um, you know, to tinker with the combinations. Yeah. yeah, yep. Actually, one I just wanted to mention as well at East Shepparton as well that I noticed last Friday in Division 2 is young Jacob Brighton, who I believe is Jeff Beattie's grandson, and he lives over a chook away with him, and he's been travelling to play um, pennant for East Shepparton, and he's got a lovely delivery and um, certainly got a lot of promise for East Shepparton going forward. So keep up the great work, Jacob, if you're listening. I just think, yeah, my... my journalistic senses are tingling that there's all the makings of a good story there for East to uh, knock them over, so we'll see how we go. I reckon the um, Ship News photographers could be out at golf on Saturday. Uh, they're actually in tat on Saturday. Uh, plenty of uh, plenty of tennis and cricket out there, so you know, you've got to, got to keep them all in one spot so you can get the most photos you can, Brian. But. <laughs> yeah, no, good idea. Shep Park, second, play Tally Garupna, third. Now, this is... This, no doubt, will be the match of the round. And, look, I picked uh, Hilltop to defeat Park. But if Park can defeat um, Hilltop on their home green, and I said they'd lose one match, it's a fortress. So that swayed me to, I'll probably under, I think Shep Park, the only side I reckon will knock them over will be golf. And I'm going for Park to win this by about eight shots. 14-4 over tally. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a big turnaround, obviously, from the round two contest at tally. I think it was 50 or so shots, um, 18 zip tally's way. But certainly, um, th- there's been promising signs there. The last game before Christmas against Tat Hilltop and last week against Kyabram that things are slowly starting to build. And um, definitely, you know, Park's probably flown under probably all of our radars, really, um, to be sitting second at this stage of the year, given, you know, they, they lost a couple of players from the grand final side. There's there's some new players in the mix there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm optimistic that we can certainly give a better showing against Tally this time around. And and that park, um, that, that carpet there is, is certainly becoming a bit of a fortress for us. It's not as... It's not as pacey as the old one was, and I think that catches a lot of sides out early on, particularly. Um, so yeah, I think that I think the thing with Tally, as we've spoken about, is their leads and seconds, and they're they're playing a, a little bit around with their combinations again this week. Rod Steele's available, but they've actually named him in Division Three. Um, he's missed the last couple of games. Russell Orchard returns. Um, so yeah, that's um, it'll be interesting to see that the skip. Battles and how the cards fall compared to last time, but you know there's there's no doubt that their high class, you know Ryan Robertson side bottom um, and gunning, you know they're as good as anyone in the comp. But if our, if the leads and seconds are under a bit of pressure, you know Park can hopefully jump on top of that. I yeah I agree. I think it's tally for me still, but um you know you, you do look at those skips and 
they've all had plenty of success at that venue, mm. uh, even though it is a, a little bit of a different carpet at the moment. Yep. Um, and I believe it's being stretched on the 22nd. Yeah, Friday January. week. Yeah. Yep. So um, obviously, it uh, we'll see we'll see what that does to it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I think it's still tally for me. Uh, as you said, they they've changed around with their combos a little bit, but uh, it still looks like the the same sort of basic. Um, squad they've been running with. So yeah, look, and Rob Thorne came into Paul Nichols's rink last week as second and was outstanding, but by far the best on the rink. Um, and he's retained his spot. Uh, Phil McCann's got a bit of a knee injury at the moment, so it remains to be seen whether he'll be right to play. Um, you know, for the rest of the year. But certainly, Rob Thorne came in, took his opportunity, and you know that spot's his to his to lose now. Really, the way he's been bowling. Um, you know he's he's been playing well in our club events and things like that as well. He's you know he's had the opportunity to skip in Division Two and certainly become a more well-rounded bowler. So um, you know things are slowly starting to build at Park. Rob's uh, probably bowling a bit better than when I pushed him in the B grade singles a couple of seasons <laughs> ago. I'd say, yeah, for sure. And you know playing in those club events um, and having the opportunity to skip in Division Two certainly um, made him more well-rounded and. There's obviously the natural competition in the household as well with um, Marg Wheelbarrows Thorn um, scooping up every trophy there is to pretty much to win in the in the women's state events. So. I reckon they practice a bit together too, don't they? Oh, I don't know about that. I think um, I've seen them practicing. Them yeah, they they the do practice a little on bit. One of the few occasions I've been down. Yeah, there. it's um, yeah, they're not not um. Yeah, there's a bit of friendly competition there, so it's great to see them both bowling well in Division One together. I don't yep. think don't think there's many husbands and wives that would be playing Division One bowls in the Golden Valley, would there be? No, good. I reckon they could be the only not. one. Yeah, it could be. So yeah, fantastic. So effort. well done to Rob and Marg, and I hope you bowl well Saturday. Um, Rob's our greenkeeper down there, and we've all these little band of helpers doing a good mm-hmm. job too. Yep, certainly. And. Stanhope seventh play Kyabram fifth. This is I reckon Stanhope's last chance. Now they're, they're capable of causing an upset, but if Kai, well, this could be Kai's season too mm. on the line. Yeah, so they can't afford to lose this. And I reckon they'll with Greg Schilling and the coach. Um, he'll surely he'll fire him up. Des Campbell coming in, Mary Greco will do the job, and I think. And Peter O'Brien, they're, they're proven bowlers. Mm. Phil Denham's still in there, is he? Yes, yep. yep. As he's I've got a lot of time for Phil Denham as a bowler. So I reckon um, Kyle win 14 4. It won't be easy by 14 shots. Yeah, <coughs> it's getting into the mathematical uh, range mm. for Stanhope, um, especially. I mean, if they go down here, that's, that's probably it. But um, in terms of Kai, um, yeah, as we touched on, there's been a few changes. O'Brien comes straight in to play third for Dan Gade. Um, with Button and Boswood as second and lead. Mm. Rob George with uh, Jockey McInnes, uh, Redrop and Greco. So that's unchanged. Yep. Yep. Um, and then Fields has Beach as third, Desi Campbell as second, and Ansett as lead, and Schilling, Denham, Mary Greco, and King is the other rink. Yeah, so um, you know, it's it's probably desperation stage for Kai as well. I mean, um, Dane Gates come in and they, they've been you know, they've had an impressive start to the season, but in terms of his his rink, I think he's only won one or two games for the year. Would that be right? Two, two games, a couple of tight losses as well. Yeah, yep. So I mean, he'd be looking, you know, to really try and lead from the front in this game. As standout for mine, I, I think they're out of chances, Brian. I don't think they can make it. I reckon they're gone and. Um, you know, it's you mean Kai? 
No, Stanhope, they're gone. I don't. Yeah, don't, you're uh, going. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Uh, like no, I think you're you, going you said it was their last chance to stay yeah. in the finals mix, but I, I just don't. I haven't seen enough to say no. that they can reel off three or four wins in a row to get himself oh, no, back no, in contention. No. Um, considering they're going to have to play the likes of um, golf and and tally on the on the run home, they just haven't shown enough to say that they can cause a couple of upsets like they did last year and and run all the way to the preliminary final. They'd be a little bit disappointed, really given that they had the fairy tale run to get into the finals and then make it all the way to the prelim. Um, yeah, so they need to, you know, look at what, you know, th- look at their options for next year and see if they can maybe try and jag a couple of recruits and, and try and build again that way. But um, Kai for mine with um, season on the line. Yeah, Kai for me as well. And I think I'll certainly be tipping Stanhope to make finals next season. Uh, another six months into the likes of Benny Fletcher and, um, a few of the other younger kids coming through mm. as well, I think will do them wonders. But, um, yeah, I think Kai this week, uh, there's just uh, too much on the line for him and I think they'll get the job done. Well, if your prediction's right about East, I've got the my prediction for the the final four is the teams are in there now. And so if East beat golf, they'll play finals. If they don't, this is a game East has to win, I believe. They've got to beat... Golf. Well, we market. are talking about Stanhope and Kyabram, but uh, I do yeah, understand just, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so you're saying Kai, Kai, even if they win this week, can't make it or won't make it in your opinion? Not if he's beat yeah, golf. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't reckon they will. Which would mean Tad Hilltop would miss out, which would be huge yeah, well, I, given I never, the... Exp- yeah. I don't expect Tad Hilltop to make it. I said earlier yeah. in the season uh, they might have the play, but I was, they might have the personnel... But you're all got to gel, and mm. I suppose you've got to look at golf now as a as a champion team. They proved that mm. they've won the Victorian title. Mm. They're a champion team, whereas the others, yeah. the other teams in contention, apart from I think Shep Parks, a very level, uh, even team. But the other sides like Hilltop and Tally, mm. they've got champions in their side, but they're not a champion team. Yeah, I think I, I think think probably the difference between golf, you know, from one to sixteen, you know, they're all very um, high quality players, and they don't really have a passenger. Whereas Shep Park, as you said, very even level team, but they probably don't have the X factor or the superstars that a golf has with you know or Doors. Um, uh, Cole Power, those match match winners, I guess you'd say, whereas Park's got a very even from 1 to 16, but no standouts. True. Um, and, you know, um, looking at sort of someone like Tally, their top sort of four to eight or six or whatever, Fire can probably, they've probably got six out and out guns, but then after that, um, that's where golf has the advantage over them because their they're six to 16 are just as good as, you know, their one to. Five, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. much more even across the Well, board. we discussed this last week and I believe their skippers are as good as any in the comp. Tally, yep. They've got the four best skippers, I believe, of any team. Of having, on on uh, ratings. Of the four. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. As in a group as of four. As a group of four, As yep. a group of yep. four. Yep. And then you – but uh, I, I forget who said that you build a team from a good uh, – someone who was a – Good coach was telling me it was Dave Donaldson actually from formerly Essendon coach. Uh, you pick your four skippers first, and then your leaders, four leaders second. Yep, that's our valuable, and I agree with that philosophy. Yeah, yep. And you know, like you got a good leader who can put pressure on from the first bowl. It goes a long way to you know. And I think that's where Shep Park did a, a bit good job last year mm. through their leaders got them into the grand final. Yeah. 
the likes of Dave Hardy, Dave Hardy, and um, you know Josh Warren was a good leader for a while in yeah. their premiership teams and things like that. Um, but yeah. Boxer had a pretty good year Boxer, last yeah. year. Yeah, yep. Um, so you know that does go a long way to setting up your heads at the start. You know, if you can get a leader that even can um, even our old friend Jimmy Jimmy Oliver led well last year. Yes, yeah. So and you look at it this year, Dave's playing third. Boxer's still leading. Jimmy Oliver's third. third, yeah. So and Josh is um, skipping, skipping. Yeah. yeah. So made a big change around. The uh, the last game of the round, which uh, I see you've closed your book there, Brian. But uh, Tad Hilltop v Yaroa, did we uh, we go through that one? No, but um, I think Tad Hilltop must win. Yes, yeah, certainly. I believe they will. Uh, Russell Lock skipping with uh, Brendan Boyd third, Jock Hicks second, up into Div One for the first time uh, as part yeah. of the combine. Yep, uh, I think I think it was only going to be a matter of time before. Yeah, certainly. And Jeff McNaughton lead there, and uh, the rest of the rinks are pretty similar to last week. But uh, Tad Hilltop comfortably for mine. Yeah, I think I think they should clean sweep this this game if they're you know they, they're going to get their act together to try and jump in the four. Yeah, I think it'll be eighteen zip by forty shots. Yeah, interesting. Um, I saw a thing on Tat Hilltop's social media. Um, Lee Farrell, who's been a guest on this show, the first guest I think. In fact, um, he does a bit of a coach's corner or a coach's report um, for all the club members there and. Um, you know, he's talking about do they have a marking system that uh, everyone sort of gets a tick and a cross for their bowls during pennant and they have some drills that they do at practice which is marked as well and so they've got all this data that obviously um, Lee goes over and um, to assess, you know, the bowler's performance and how consistent they've been, et cetera, et cetera. And so basically I think Lee went over that data for the first half of the year during the Christmas break and basically ranked all the pennant bowlers from 1 to 120 or 1 to however many pennant players they'd used. And so I think so. I think guess the thinking was the, the players from 1 to 20 are the 20 that he's looking at for the Division 1 and then so on and so forth, which is a quite a methodical way of going about it. But you look at, um, like, Jock Hicks wouldn't have had any data whatsoever. So all of a sudden he's in the – but, I mean, obviously he's a Division One player. But uh, it just goes to show different approaches and different ways of going about it, not to say that it's right, wrong or, or otherwise, no. but it is quite a – it's quite a data-driven um, professional way of going about it. Whether it works for the Division One side and gets them in the finals remains to be seen, but I just thought that was quite interesting well, to read about. Yeah, well, these Shepard got stickers. Their A grade is a red or something, and their B grade is a E, a green, sorry. Yep. And um, so the Vision 4 is um, blue. Blue, or, yeah. And, and the Vision 5 is um, yellow. Mm. And they stick them up on the, in their teams. If they're all, they put them all up the red sticker next to all the players, and if a green one's up there, you know he's come up from um, a lower division. Yeah, well, there's certainly a hundred different ways to do it too, because there then is. then you have the, um, uh, I suppose the, the qualitative and the quantitative data of, um, you know, what what's actually happening and who's actually doing the marking. Um, you know, I've been in sides where it's the skipper's job, um, I've been in sides where it's the third's job, and I've even been in sides where it's the lead's job because. You know, they play their bowls and they get mm. to sit down and watch the rest of the game, um, yeah. as well as um, other other times it's been all four players in a rink yeah. uh, give a rating, and, and even other times it's um, uh, the manager or, or a bowler who's not playing yeah. sits on the side and, and watches. So there's so many different ways to do it. Certainly when um, we played Tat Hilltop in Division 1, um, 
Jason, I played in, um, against Jason Carter, and he was had the duty that day. So it was basically each end you had to write the measurement, uh, the distance of the so whether it was long, medium, or short end, um, and then each bowler tick or cross sort of thing of whether the and you know it's 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 quite it can be quite sort of um, objective as well. You know, like um, if the skipper says I want you to put a blocker in. You know, is it a good blocker? Is it not? Sort of thing. So, but generally, I guess um, you know you can tell whether it's a good bowl worth a tick or a bad bowl. It's worth a cross. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting to read that. You know, they've sort of grouped their 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 pennant players into essentially squads for the second half of the year. And you know, if you're in the top twenty, you're going to be in the mix for Division One. If you're not, or so on and so forth down the grades. So, and Chep Park used to have a marking system. They don't do Vote, it anymore. Voting system, yeah. So that was something that Mark Ryan introduced when he first came to the club. Um, yeah, it sort of divided a lot of opinion. Um, you know, sort of people in the lower grades tended to sort of um, push back towards it. They didn't, they, you know, they were just there to enjoy their bowls, you know, in some cases and didn't feel like they had to rate their teammates. And then it became a sort of a thing where, um, you know, if, if you're my best mate, Brian, and we're in the rink and you'd have had an ordinary day, but I might give you a six because I don't want you to get dropped from the rink. And so there's all those sorts of things that can make it a bit of a, you know, it can make, it can, the waters can be muddied a little bit with it, you know, in terms of averaging out the scores and things like that. So, you know, it, um, it, it served a purpose, but, you know, um, I think none of those methods are bomb proof. I think that's what the point is really. You can't really get a fair, indi- or the, a certain indication either way, really. Well, it's some, in, um, Metro in Melbourne, some clubs like Ringwood had three, two, one voted. Only one ticket, three, two, and one by the second. It was a scorer of the opposition, and yep. apparently it worked pretty well. Yep. And um, and other systems are other teams will sit down there. Their whole rink will sit down and um, put in their and debrief. In, and well, put in their they they do their cards yeah. together. And um, put it put in one rating sheet for the whole rink. Well, Shep Golf has the, plenty of arguments still on that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, Shep Golf has the Roy Rowan Medal, which I think um, the Division One players might. Oh, I think it might be the whole club. I'm not too whole sure. Club. Yeah, yep, and the so they they give votes after each pennant game in each grade, and whoever gets the most votes throughout the year wins the Roy Rowan Medal. So I think the key is it doesn't matter what. Um, system you're using as as long as everyone's on the same page mm. it'll work I think uh, yeah and you, and you have to sort of um you sort of everyone has to be on board with it and think that it's a worthwhile exercise you know like getting back to the points uh, the rankings scoring thing that we had at Shepparton Park that was where it was a little bit difficult because you had you know certain um, some play members that didn't have a positive attitude towards it and therefore you know wouldn't invest in it properly and they'd give everyone nines or give everyone ones and that sort of thing and it just defeats the whole purpose of the exercise so unless there's that buy-in um, it's it's not really an effective feedback tool yeah well at least Shep we've had a battle and but I believe once I left I went to the Gamby they changed the voting system mm. and now the the player votes for himself as well. So you rate yourself. You rate yourself, mm. which I, I mean, I hate to see some of the some guys reckon they never play a bad game. <laughs> I must admit, I I um I know the coach at East, the coach at Chep Park is a very hard marker of his players. Mm, yeah, and that's the way it should be. You shouldn't be just giving votes out. Yep. 
Yeah. If you ever got a five off Paul Nichols, you'd played a out of ten. Unbelievable. Yeah. Day. Yeah. And that and that was and that's where it's um you know objective again. You know, like um I I know Vince Page for example, um he was always a very harsh marker. If you got a five from him, it was very good. Whereas, you know, someone else might think a. a a good game or an average game is worth a six or a seven. So, and that automatically your average is is higher. So, yeah, it's quite difficult. But um, no, it's interesting to see the different methods that club coaches use in the region, and it certainly um, adds to the professionalism of the club and the competition as a whole. Really, I think my favourite, uh, or, or the one I think probably is is the least has the least wriggle room is um, you, you get a score out of fifty. Um, you know, you put down fifty bowls. Mm. You know, did uh, did the bowl do its job or did it not? And, you know, doing its job is not drawing within a foot always. No. It's, um, you know, sitting a bowl or, um, you know, putting a blocker in, as you said. And, uh, you know, if you get anything somewhere around a, a 40 or a, a mid-30s, you've, you've had a good day. Yeah, that's right. And it's easy to work out your percentage that way. You know, if you've got, um, you know, 40 bowls, you know, reasonably good, well, you, 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 that's 80% for the day. And I think you can rate... Particularly leading, you can rate yourself against the lead. How many ends you win? Yes, as well. Yep, and I think that's a good indicator. Yeah, yep, certainly, so, certainly. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed that uh, little bit of a, a brain dump there from us as we uh, <laughs> went through what we uh, well, sort of went around in circles a bit there. But uh, I, th- I thought it was quite interesting. Um, but thank you again for uh, listening to After the Jack. Uh, thanks for joining uh, us again, Ash and Brian. Thanks for having us, Tyler. Thanks Always a pleasure. Much, Tyler, Ash, yeah, enjoyed the session and look forward to next week. Good luck to uh, everyone uh, still in the State Champions Week and uh, playing pennant on Saturday and Tuesday. Uh, we'll be with you next week. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepparton Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Fryer Street, Shepparton or phone 5821 one double five six. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.